Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the latest edition of Poetry Superhighway Live, our monthly open reading, uh, hosted by me, Rick Lupert from the Poetry Superhighway. I'm glad to have you listening. I'm looking forward to a great hour of people reading their poetry. Uh, notably, this uh, afternoon, this will be the very first Poetry Superhighway live broadcast, uh, during which I won't be wearing pants at all. So it may be uh, very much worthwhile for you to call in and uh, see what it is that uh, that's like, reading poetry uh, with a pantsless host. A um, couple new things to tell you about. Um, Blog Talk Radio has just installed a chat room. Um, so if you're at the uh, Poetry Superhighway Blog Talk Radio page, and uh, you must be if you're listening to this, um, and you just click on the chat available button, which is there, you can uh, join in and, and say hi that way. Um, you can also uh, send me an instant message. My um, AOL instant message screen name is Rick Poet, and um, I'd be happy to uh, give you a shout out on the air or whatever it is that uh, that whatever message you'd like to communicate to me. Perhaps your plans for world domination. I'd be more than happy to pass those along on the air. Or most importantly, what we'd love is to have you call in live and read your poetry. That is what the uh, open reading is about. I've actually already got a couple of callers on the line, which I'm very excited about. Looking forward to hearing who we have online and what you're going to share. So if you want to call in and, and read, um, and anyone is welcome to, there are no content or style uh, restrictions. Um, definitely you'll get to read uh, at least one poem, and depending on how many callers we have uh, throughout the show, we'll, uh, we'll let you read a couple others as well. Um, but uh, you just call the uh, phone number. It is area code 646 716-7362, and um, you, uh, when you call in, you will, uh, you'll, you'll be connected to the show, so you'll hear it on your phone, um, and there's a little bit of a delay on your computer, so you should turn the sound on your computer down if you call in, because otherwise you, you'll get confused in some kind of crazy multi-dimensional two shows uh, happening at the same time, and uh, we are not insured for having people's brains melt uh, while attempting to do that. So so call in and uh, be more than happy to put you on the air and hear your poetry. Um, and um, and that's that. Um, and so, oh, so the rest of that is actually when you call in, I'm going to see your phone number up on my little switchboard here and I'll put you on the air. A couple of you have actually uh, uh, emailed me ahead of time with your phone number so I know who it is who's calling. But if you didn't, I'm just going to say something like, hey, caller from the such and such area code, um, you're on, and then, then you'll know if that's your area code that you're calling from, that that's you, and we'll find out who you are, and, um, and uh, I'm probably going to ask you some questions about uh, your local poetry community. The cool thing about this compared to, um, say, open readings in person, which are also very cool, is that we have people calling in from all over the world, really. We've had callers from London and from all kinds of different uh, states here in the U.S., and so um, not only do we get to hear your poetry, but we get to find out what your local poetry community is like and what you do there and if there's anything, any, you know, anything that you're involved with that you'd like to share with us. And, and maybe the best part of that is that when uh, uh, there might be other people listening from your area who might not know that there are readings or things like that uh, going on, and so you get to, to share that info with them. So that's it. Um, I'm so happy to have callers uh, right away uh, because I had planned to 
talk about the weather here in Los Angeles for the first 10 minutes because usually it, it takes a little while to uh, to um, to get people uh, after we start the show. But we already have three callers on the line, so no one has to hear about how there was fog in the morning. But if we get through these callers, we might have to get to that. And there's a long and detailed story about how I wore a sweater and then it got sunny and I didn't need to be wearing a sweater. Um, so uh, no one wants to hear that. So please, please do call in. Um, again, the number is 646-716-7362, and um, I will put you on the air. Uh, so our first caller is actually from the 818 area code, and I believe it is Lois Jones. Lois, are you there? I'm here. Cool. Well, um, welcome to PSH Live. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I, I just happened to get your email, and I thought, oh, I'm jumping on this. I don't know. There might be like five million callers from the rest of the world, so <laughs> I got in before everyone else. Well, I um, I don't think there are five million at the moment. I, I've got a couple more on the line who um, <laughs> who we'll get to in a few minutes. I I've got places for five at a time, so um, uh, I don't think we can accommodate five million. But hey, you know, if if that many call, uh, then. We'll just have to up the technology. So I, um, I, I guess I happen to know the eight, that the 818 area code is here in, in L.A., so you're, you're here in L.A. I'm here in L.A. I'm actually in the Glendale area. And um, you want, you're talking about, like, what's happening in the, in the uh, local scene. I do a, uh, a reading with Alice Perro called Moon Day, which is in Pacific Palisades. And um, she's there most of the time. I'm actually kind of... Um, with my lasso, getting good poets to come and read, and we have a variety. So that's one of the things. Um, you know, uh, you're in the. Are you in the Los Angeles area? I think you are. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. The, I'm in the San Fernando Valley, also in the 818 area code. I, okay. Right in Venice, so. You know what's yeah. happening. Uh, I, um, I certainly do. <laughs> locally, I just came back from a reading in D.C., which was great. I'd never been there before. And uh, have an, an interesting poetry scene at the IOTA series, and then I was in Prague in London this year, um, doing a reading for uh, the Chaos of Angels anthology. I co-edited with Alice, so it's been a good year for readings. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, why don't you share a poem, and uh, maybe I'll ask you a little bit more about when and where uh, the, the Moon Day reading is um, and afterwards. Okay. This one, speaking of um, being pantsless, uh, this guy <laughs> had his pants off most of the time. Uh, this is about <coughs> Picasso. Actually, it's about one of his mistresses, Dora Marr, who was a, uh, a photographer and a, and a painter and um, one of his first mistresses. And this is called The Charcoal Garden. I draw him as he sleeps. He tears from my skin like a necessary thorn, directs which way my limbs will bend, how pungent the scent of each blossom. He plants me next to hollyhocks and winged seeds of pine, places his paintbrush in a tomato can, demands I grow near wisteria. I witness her shells in the breeze, how she dabs the perfume of mauve water between her legs, offers him the sympathy of a dandelion. In spring, a peony tempts him with her red fist. 
He will part her like a cheap carnation. There's nothing I can do about it. I was born with a nub that will not open, a womb blank as canvas. He says we all must sacrifice, but I stop giving it away, shut down my nectar, and bury its scent. He swallows me anyway like thistles of burdock, makes me believe he loves my bitterness. I endure the scent of peat on his lips, pack his brushes and pretend he is leaving, but we carry one another's seed. He will chase me into the afterlife. Oh, where is my mouth? I think of silence, how difficult for a mute to speak. This is the profile I must not sketch. Hornets humming along the edge of his jaw. This is where the applause comes in, as you're familiar <laughs> with from your own uh, open reading. Um, great, great piece. Oh, thanks. Great piece. My my wife and I were just in uh, Paris over the summer, and we uh, stopped by the Picasso Museum. So uh, all kinds of images were uh, flipping through my head as you were sharing the images in that poem. Wonderful piece. Thank you. Yeah, he's just a, uh, a treasure trove. In fact, I was thinking of doing some others on some of the other mistresses. I mean, there's a number. <laughs> this could go on for a while, but anyway, thanks. This, it's a great anthology idea that you and Alice could work on, you know, mistresses, uh, <laughs> poetry for mistresses. <clears throat> I'd love to see two women uh, edit that anthology, as a matter of fact. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking of uh, the next one being an art anthology, like poems based on, on works of art or poems based on artists or musicians. When I was in Washington, I heard two great poems. One was on Mahler and one was on... Um, Oh, what's his name? Uh, Jazz Great. They did a movie on him. Clint Eastwood did a movie. Um, I can't think of his name now. Uh, It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, they were really very compelling. You know, you get into the character and kind of the rhythm and images of what they generate as an artist. So so that would be cool. Bird, 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 bird. Yeah, that was his name. All right, so... um I'm gonna. Um, if it, would you like to share another poem? Sure. Okay, One great. More. So, so um, before you do that, let me just mention. I, I do see we we have two other callers on okay. seven oh five and five oh five area code. So I want you guys to know that um, we're going to get to you guys in, in just a few minutes. I want to give Lois the chance to uh, share one other poem. And if you're listening and you would like to share a poem, um, just call right in. That number is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. You can also send me an instant message at uh, Rick Poet on AIM, um, or you can click the chat button on the Blog Talk Radio page, um, which I assume you must be at already if you're listening to the show, um, and uh, I'd be happy to say hi to you there and uh, pass on your your important messages that you're too embarrassed to say out loud um, by uh, calling in. So, um, Lois, let's hear your other poem. Okay. Um, there was a movie that came out a couple years ago called The Sea Inside, about Ramon San Pedro, basically a, um, a poet, but a fisherman first. Uh, he became a paraplegic. He had a really tragic uh, diving accident and ended up writing. Um, and he could only move. He, he, had, he would put a pen in his mouth, and then he could write on a piece of paper with that. And it was a whole series of, you know, in euthanasia, he was trying to get end his life and the government wouldn't let him and this went on for 25 years so I was was inspired 
and this is called Mara Dentro, which basically means the sea inside. And it starts with a, it's short, it starts with an epigraph by him. When you can't escape and you constantly rely on everyone else, you learn to cry by smiling, you know? Mm. See, you brought me life and then you tore it away. What is left but eyes to paint a world I cannot touch? I suck earth through a straw and wind when you press your lips to mine. I cannot kiss you back. My spine deveined like a prawn, tail snared by an iron crib. Gravel of my days, graveyard of my bed. This is what I see. And woman, the thin silk of your blouse bears the shell of your nipple, the tip of its nautilus as distant as the sands of Galicia. Desire is piss in the soul. It fills the rivers until there is no room. It is a drowning, only my head above the swell, and no one to push me under. Well, Lois, you know, what I was noticing when you were reading that is that each stanza um, was so strong that, you know, and, and the way that you read it, it, it almost wasn't a perfect, you know, ending on its own. Um, it, it, each stanza kind of almost had its own life on its own. It was great. Thank you. Um, of course, I love any reference to, to, to nipples as well, so that was uh, <laughs> uh, particularly... Got in there somewhere. It's all poems, you know, should, uh, you know... Anyway... Uh, before I, you know, degrade myself any further, um, and before I let you go, can you tell us a little bit more about the the reading you host here in LA? Yes, uh, that's with um, Alice Harrow, and that's over at Village Books in Pacific Palisades. And we have a great host of people. We've had all kinds of uh, readers: um, Sherman Pearl, Nan Hunt. Um, Lynn Thompson, Eloise Klein-Healy is coming up. Mm. Um, uh, you name it. <laughs> this is a, it's a great, great um, venue for poets to come and read. Uh, village books, stocks, books of the poets, and we get it. Uh, we're usually packed there between I don't know, 35 and 50 people come to each reading. Great open readers. So I can't say enough good things about it. And I encourage anybody in the L.A. area to come. It's on the um, second Monday of each month. That's why it's called Moonday. And you can find out more at MoondayPoetry.com. MoondayPoetry.com. Well, Lois, thank you very much for calling in and sharing your poetry with us. Thank you, Rick. And have a great afternoon. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, that was Lois Jones calling from Glendale, California. Um, it's uh, about a quarter after the hour right now. Um, please feel free to call in, um, 646-716-7362. And uh, right now I would like to um, say hello to someone from the 705 area code. Hi, Rick. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Who am I talking to? Uh, Alex Chorney, sir. Hey, Alex. How are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Right on. So uh, where are you from? Uh, Northern Ontario. Northern Ontario. That's, is that Canada or... or Canada. Canada. We are on the border, the international border with Northern Michigan. Okay. I, I thought you were going to say of the United States and 
I was going to be forced to tell you that I've actually heard of Canada. <laughs> but um, but cool. Yeah, there's actually an Ontario right at right outside of LA here. So um, well, um, Alex, great. To, thanks for calling in. Um, can, uh, share a poem with us. Uh, I would love to, Rick. Um, this opportunity um, is, is really amazing. I'm really inspired by it, and so I've chosen a really, really, really um, energy kind of poem, and it's all about nature and stuff like that. So it's called Distant Ring, and it goes like this. Distant ring of the drums heard throughout the valley when the river ran its course full of abundance. Took what one needed, enough berries from a plant, fruit from a tree, when man and earth were one. All part of creation. The cry of the wolf from top of the canyon struck not fear, but courage. Learned to watch the brown bear as if you they nurtured. You were like their child. You grew with that footprint. For what you absorbed then would one day pass on. To little ones you would have was the nature of life. Your ears don't fail you now. Hear crackle of the fire. Sinters rise in the darkness like firefly wisping about. Only now realize none of these memories are from your current path, but one you once walked. Your hands work in a way you never knew they could. Flow in emotion, fluent with symbols. You have not forgotten. Dreams are a reminder of a simpler time. Replace torn pages in a book. Field drums vibration entered, never left. Stayed within confines of your soul, a soul that is ageless. Cool. So um, that um, you were inspired to read that because of this opportunity that uh, that uh, because of this worldwide. Open reading opportunity? Is that right? Yes, sir, because I think there's a worldwide... Um, the vibrational frequency is um, changing in the world, and people are becoming more energy aware all the time. And I, this poem was inspired when I was drawn to the Grand Canyon back in 2002, and I took a beautiful picture of an eagle as soon as I went out to this one vista. And when I came home... I developed it. I was able to see the image in a cloud of a father figure looking right down on me. So it's a very, 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 very powerful uh, poem and inspired by nature in itself. Great. So um, do you have the opportunity to participate in readings in Ontario? Um, what we do up here, um, we can participate in northern Michigan as well. So. We go to uh, local libraries, have uh, different readings. There used to be a bookstore here in town that would do that. And just recently, the local university just started up their own journal type of thing, and they were uh, advertising for submissions and that. So that's generally what's been going on here. Well, that's interesting. You're actually like that close to northern Michigan that it's essentially just local to you. It's just a a five-minute drive over the International Bridge, and you're right there in northern Michigan. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with uh, poetry per se, but uh, what's it like crossing the border, in particular coming from Canada to the U.S.? Is it? I mean, I haven't done it myself, but I mean, is it is it a lot more difficult than it used to be? Um, process. They. They really tend to, um, 
It, it depends if you're regular going over, and then it depends on the given day if there's a certain alert going on. You, you know what I mean? Depending on the color alert, whatever going on in the states, if there is a bombing anywhere or whatever. But normally, um, when when you come up, they they'll just interview, saying, uh, "What do you do? Where are you going? How long are you going to be?" That kind of thing. And then you show them your ID, and if they don't have a problem, then they let you go. If they have a problem, then especially if you're bringing somebody over, because a lot of people like going drinking over the river because it's um, they, they just like the entertainment and that over there. So you you just have to um, just be careful who you're hanging out with that they don't have too many uh, too many um, long record or anything if you know what I mean because I mean they're they're not hospitable to people coming in with any kind of uh, record or anything. So, right. Yeah. I would imagine it's it's probably wise to not tell them that you're going to a poetry reading. Well, that would, that would that would just blow up throw up a huge flag and they just haul you right off. <laughs> It um I've done that a couple times last year and they really never had a problem for that because uh I used to um go over the river there once a week when this one senior was alive. She just passed away this last spring and uh I used to do reading to her once a week in the nursing home and stuff like that just to give her a quality of life and to uh she really loved the writing so it was really cool volunteering kind of thing like that. So and it gave you a really good feeling inside giving back a little bit and sharing. So That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, Alex, uh, I, um, do you have a, a short poem you want to read, a second one? A uh, short one. Just, um, it's just a romantic one that, I, that I've written, Rick. It's called Poise for Promise. Okay. And it goes like this. I want to go with you where none have gone. I want to walk with your soul in a placid wilderness. Life is just beginning. We are at the doorstep. As we venture across, we are poised for promise. Colors do our string inundate in a vast array, vibrating in rhythms piercing our most inner depths. You exist in all parts where I dwell. You have had a hand in raising my consciousness of your warmth. I'm distinctly aware. My day begins with you in my eyes. Your presence has attained proportions as the sun and moon are to this earth. My sky is adorned with your sweet simplicity. You come with an innocence that is quiet, unassuming. By you am I taken aback. To think I've been so blessed to be touched by an angel is an affirmation of a higher faith. Your place has been set aside. Long as you wish to remain here, I'll make it as pleasant, as serene as a light summer rain. Morning's first rays appear stretch as far as the eyes can see, as we are breathless to the spectacle in this of you, origins of your beauty. I am grateful for your radiance. I am humbled by your love. What I sought in you I found, what I keep closest deep within. Great. Nice work, Alex. Thanks so much for calling in and uh, representing from the Great White North. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great day. All right, so that is uh, Alex from Ontario, Canada. I've got f- three other callers on the line from the uh, 505, 626, and 407 area code. We're going to get to all of you. Um, if you'd like to call in and share your work, um, of course, uh, I don't know why I keep repeating the phone number because if you're listening in, you're obviously already on the page and it's right there in front of you. But um, 
I guess it's sort of old school when you're doing a radio call-in show to say the phone number, so forgive me for getting all retro in that way. But here you go. It's 646-716-7362. And, of course, you can send me an instant message at Rick Poet or uh, join the chat room as well and uh, say something there. Um, I made the uh, offer earlier for people to uh, you know, send me the secret messages that you'd like to uh, like to have me uh, anonymously deliver vocally that you're, you're too shy to, uh, to uh, do so. And no one's done so, which I guess means that, um, that your secret plans are, uh, are already coming to fruition even without that help. And, and I applaud you for that. So uh, right now we have a caller from the 505 area code. Hello. Hi. Hi, it's Bobby Lurie. Hi, Bobby. Hi. Hi, Rick. You made, you made it. I, yeah, I did. I'm here. My computer's broken, but I'm here. Well, that's <laughs> the amazing part about this show is that uh, it being an Internet show, you don't even need a computer to participate. Which uh, Right, that's right. Something strange about that. But uh, someday when your computer is uh, working again, you'll, you'll be able to log in and listen to this show and, and think fondly of it. Well, I'll have to ask you to directions on how to do that, but okay. <laughs> I will. So you were you were a poet of the week. Uh, uh, was it last week or the week before? Um, uh, the beginning of November. So a couple weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. Cool. And where where are you calling from? Corrales, New Mexico. Corrales. But I used to live in the in 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 the valley, and I do stutter. So if I do stutter again, I'm just warning you. That helps me to say ahead of time. I hope I don't. So you used to live in the San Fernando Valley? I used, uh, yeah, I did a long, long time ago. I grew up there. Um, Well, they say I grew up there, or I say I grew up there. You know, whether or not I grew up is a question. (laughs) But that's a question for all of us, I think. Yes, (laughs) and I mean, anyone who's listened to me uh, uh, at at all is is probably wondering, you know, wondering that question right now. (laughs) Well, I was glad about the ten minutes you didn't have to use on the weather because I know that the weather is always the same there, and it is here too, except for hailstorms and snow. But it's always sunny here too, so I'm glad you didn't have to give the weather report on LA. me too. It's um, yeah, really. It's kind of it helps to us all to not have to talk about that. Yeah, the um, Steve Martin film, if you know what I mean. So, right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you uh, share a poem with us? Okay. Um, what I'd like to do is just read two things, you know, back to back. And the first is a book report, actually done by a young man, and then followed by my poem, if that's okay. Sure. Well, is the book report very long? No, it's not. It's not. It's very short. It's, it's okay. but I think it's a poem, and so okay. I'd like to read it because of the subject matter, if all you right, don't mind. And then, not at all. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Noah Astor. Night. By Eli Wiesel. Book Review I thought Night was a good book because it felt real. It must have been a horrible experience for Eli Wiesel and everybody who had the experience being there. And it was very well written by Eli Wiesel. It was really thought out and very detailed on what it was like for him to be in the Holocaust as a child. 
I think Night is a good book to read if you are really interested in knowing what happened to people who were brought into concentration camps and being killed one by one and how it was for them to be there. I have known people who were survivors in the Holocaust. I was not really sure what it was like for them to be there, but I have learned more from Eli Wiesel's book than most what I have heard about the Holocaust. I did not know that children were being raped in the Holocaust, and I did not know that children were being forced to kill their own fathers by putting them into hot ovens, burning them. That must have been a horrible experience having to do that. My grandmother's cousins were teenagers in the Holocaust, and so was Eli Wiesel. It makes me think what it would be like for me to be there. And how you said, later on in the book, how there was very little food for anybody to have and how they took your golden crown from your mouth. And this poem is written by me. It's for Paul Salan. And it's called Smitten in an inner place. Take it like an amulet, a jewel like a tulip, filling up the expanse of green, the volatile view from within your thin wrist you write into manuscript for the hand is a map with but grasping still it is but a like Two palms, like a we, are bearing these layers of lovelessness. We are hovering with fear. The closed kitchen, painted yellow, and the food, always the food, to keep alive these bodies in endless procession, these bodies, and needing embellishment, I painted black inside my closet to find a basic dress. The secrecy is enormous, but the new things hang unused. And to wear a beautiful blouse in regular weather to embellish with necklaces and avoid the loss through appearance. For the elements of speech are carried in the air, arranged in their respective places, but the traveler's animal corpse without language memory leaves Without the chemicals of sight, we pass the arc of trees. Without seeing which picture is important, this view from the bridge and the lack of sympathetic protection is what led you to the water curved like a strand of hair in your hand and the weather's damp blue and your mind locked in your walk, repeating steps seeking colors, without names, without language, memory leaves. 
Very nice, Bobby. Well, can I ask you, how old was the person who wrote the uh, book report that you read? Well, um, he's he's 14, but it's quite difficult for him to um, to read books or understand them. And it was quite difficult to get through uh, the concepts within the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a language problem, language-based problem, and yet... Um, I read the poem as it was written, uh, all the grammatical errors, whatever you want to call them, the changes in tense, the spaces uh-huh. left between words. And I just felt, to me, it was a poem. To me, it was, um, you know, I don't, it, it's a book review, but it means more than just a book review. It means that this, this child understood what was in the book and, very difficult for him to communicate his understanding, and so to me that was what was important to read. No, I, it was not a, a. I wasn't trying to make any any uh, statement about it, but I, um, other than this, I, I, I thought that um, you know, despite the obvious sort of you know simplicity in the way some of the things were said, in particular the way it ended was um, really extraordinary, and I, I thought that, uh, I mean, you were really right on in, in claiming that this was a piece of poetry. Yeah, well, thank you so much for noticing that. Um, and his teacher, in fact, noticed that as well, and that was what really struck me. Um, that was what struck him, and um, thank you for noticing that. Because that was what, when I read that, that was when I felt like this was, an important piece of writing, and I wanted him to know that. Right. Well, you should tell him that other people have noticed that as well, and that's wonderful, and I hope that he keeps writing. Um, so uh, you're in New Mexico. Do you participate right. in, in, in readings there? I'm sorry? Do you, do you participate in readings there? Anything you want well, to you know, I'm about? new to the area. Um, okay. I... I haven't participated. I, I really don't know very much what's going on. I do know a little bit. I think that it's all slam. I mean, they laugh at me because um, I joke about it. I think the poet laureate in this state, I think they're looking for one through slam. It's going to be a slam contest. So my my work doesn't really fit in that so well. They've people have told me I should just do it. I don't know. You know, I don't know exactly how, but um, the poet laureate in New Mexico will be chosen by Slam, so <laughs> it's going to be some, some kind of different kind of thing. I have no idea, and I don't really know what's going on here. So if anyone wants to tell me, I'll be happy to hear. Yeah, I, I don't know offhand if <laughs> anyone is listening who's from New Mexico who knows. I doubt it. it. It's such uh, a small state, you know. Well, you know, you're calling. You never know. You know yeah. Please feel free to call in and let us know or send an instant message to me at Rick Poet or type something in the chat room and, and I'll be happy to pass that, that okay. information on because certainly there's room for every kind of uh, spoken word or poetry anywhere that you are and I'm sure I, I'm confident there's something happening there that's that's not slam. That, that I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I, I haven't found it yet, but I'm sure there is. Well, Bobby, thank you so much for calling in. It was great to hear your work. I, I wanted to also mention... Uh, uh, considering the context of your work, that every year for Yom HaShoah, which is Holocaust Remembrance Day, the Poetry Superhighway publishes a, a special issue um, where, you know, for one week I only accept submissions that, that have something to do with the Holocaust, whether it's, 
you know, well, really anything loosely related to that. And I, I kind of suspend the normal rules of, of, of editing and, and try to put as, as, you know, a poem from just about everyone who submits for that issue. And then we publish it during the week of Yom HaShoah. Um, that is, I don't know the date offhand, but, you know, if you watch the weekly Poetry Superhighway email, you'll, you'll see the call for uh, entries for that, you know, in 2008, and, and you should definitely uh, maybe send that piece in or something else that you have if you want to. Well, thank you, Rick, and that, that's actually why I wrote to you in the first place. Um, you know, I read your um, I'm a Jew, are you? And I've just been a little bit alarmed by the lack of response over the denial of the Holocaust and the way that poets in general are responding or not responding. Um, you know, I'm not even affiliated with a synagogue, but I feel very strongly that, you know, I am a Jew and I am a poet, and I I really appreciate that you make that a part of your website because um, I'm pretty alarmed at the fact of what with Everybody, people are talking about everything, but nobody's talking about this. And, um, and you know, uh, it's so important. Um, I mean, I wish, you know, not to get into too much stuff, but I wish the Peace Prize was given to the woman who saved 2,500 children in the Holocaust instead of Al Gore, for example. I thought that would have made a very eloquent statement to the world um, about uh, all these, you know, so many people buying into the denial of the Holocaust when there's so few survivors left. So my work isn't Holocaust-based, but at this point in my life, I feel responsible to make it so. So I appreciate you doing that. Oh, it's no problem. I mean, there's definitely a lot going on. I mean, you, you should know that Elie Wiesel won a Nobel Prize, you know. Of course. Himself, he, won it for so. that book. he won it for that book, in fact, for Night. He won the Nobel Prize. Definitely. Cool. Well, thank you for, for sharing that message and your work <laughs> as well. And um, uh, you can read more from Bobby uh, on the Poetry Superhighway. Just click on uh, Past Poets of the Week and you'll see uh, her work there. And thanks again for calling. Thank you, Rick. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All righty. So, again, if you'd like to call in and uh, share your work, um, just call the number right there on the screen, 646-716-7362. We definitely we have uh, two more callers on the air, uh, 626 area code and 407. We'll get to you guys in just one minute. would love to uh, hear your uh, work, so uh, feel free to call in. Again, there are no content or style restrictions, and uh, it's a worldwide open reading. And the cool thing about it is uh, you might be listening live, you might be participating live or um, during today's show, but all shows get archived. So you can, once this show is done, a few minutes afterwards, it automatically appears for anyone to be able to listen to on the Poetry Superhighway blog talk radio page, uh, which you're already uh, at if you're hearing this. So anyone can listen to these shows um, for the rest of time, I, I suppose, as long as the Internet uh, exists. So, caller from the 626 area code, hello. Caller from the 626 area code, are you there? I guess not. All right. Well, um, moving on then, do we have the caller from the 407 area code? Uh, yes, we do, Rick. Hello. Hello. Who are you talking to? Hello. Hi. Yeah. You should turn down your uh, your computer because uh, you're going to get okay. two different shows happening simultaneously. Okay. I, okay. There we go. How's that? That's good. So um, so who am I talking to? Uh, this is Russ Galata. 
I'm from Orlando. I run the Orlando Poetry Group here. Uh, we do readings kind of like all around the area. I'm a member of the Orlando Poetry Troupe, which is kind of like a performance poetry troupe. And we do like little performances about town, probably about six or eight a year with some wonderful poets from down here. Uh, there's really, uh, down in Orlando, there's really a, a wonderful uh, po- poetic community down here. They've they really kind of embraced me. I was originally from Western New York. I moved down here a couple of years ago. I kind of started this group. Uh, we have a every third Wednesday reading at Austin's Coffee and Film on Fairbanks Am in Winter Park, Florida, which is kind of like Orlando, just like a little suburb. And uh, we, we we do that every third uh, Wednesday uh, at at Austin's, and uh, it, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's a, it's turning into something that's that's uh, getting pretty big, and, and uh, you know, there's, we, we're getting some really nice crowds out and a lot of people coming out to support poetry. So it, it's, it's kind of turning into a, something very positive. I've, I've been looking for anybody who's in the Orlando area, let me know ahead of time and we'll feature you. We'll come out and, uh, you know, stop by or give me my e- email address or whatever. But uh, Sure. Do, is there a website for the reading or, do, or what's your email? Go ahead. Well, we don't don't really have a, 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 a website for the readings as such. I've been using my email address, which is essentially blacksocks at att.net. Uh, black socks, did you say? Black socks. And also there's, there's also information on it at uh, meetup.com, that website. That's how I started it. I started like just with the regular meetup uh, uh-huh. thing, and, and it just grew. We have now like 170 poets that kind of like are wow. hone in on it a little bit. So it, That's it, a it, long it, open reading. Oh, well, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we have, we have featured poets, too. We, we occasionally have featured poets. We, we've uh, fe- featured uh, some wonderful people. Uh, Mark Salerno, a wonderful poet from out in Hollywood, stopping by uh, and doing a uh, and March, and he's doing making that part of his book tour. You know, kind of stopping by Orlando for a night, and we're going to have a night with him uh, on one of our nights. So it, it's uh, you know, it's exciting. You know, things are going that, really well here. Is that Hollywood, Florida, or Hollywood? Oh, he's coming from Hollywood, California. Okay. Yeah, he's coming from Hollywood, California. Yeah, he's he's a, a pretty well known poet, Mark Salerno. I don't even know him, but he's he's. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely heard the name. I didn't know where he was based though. But uh. yeah, yeah, he's he's a he's a California guy. But uh, and and also the Orlando Poetry Troupe. I know it sounds group and troupe. I got the oopitis, I guess. But uh, <laughs> we we have uh, uh, we, we we're doing a performance, uh, two performances in December. Uh, one at Shambrell Retirement Home uh, on the 2nd, and on the 9th of December, Maya Bookstore, Maya's Bookstore in Sanford, Florida. We, we, so those are two uh, wonderful places that we're, we're appearing. And uh, it, we're also doing the Grinstead, uh, you know, kind of thing, and we also have our own poems that we read. Uh, there's a wonderful group of poets, uh, about uh, six or eight, seven of us, and we have a special guest this week of... Uh, a guy by the name of Dave Bennett, and it's it's just uh, things are going Sounds good. Like you have a lot going on. Oh yeah, that's a, people and, you know, in, every, in everybody told me that, everybody told me the poetic community down here was kind of like, you know, slow, or you're going to have trouble finding readings, and and I'll tell you, it's really starting <clears throat> starting to blow up down here. So things are going really well. So, I mean, that's I great. better than I had ever hoped, actually. But could could I share a poem with you? I would love to hear your poem. Okay. This is uh, one called 
Uh, this is kind of a short, funny one, and then I have kind of a short, kind of more serious one. Anyway, but anyway, this is uh, called All Jammed Up. On the way to your house, the traffic was so congested, there just has to be a better way to reach you without encountering turmoil. All this time wasted, bumper to bumping, phrase the nerves like a dull knife in a whittling contest. Upon my arrival, I became enthralled by the tattoo of my name on the inside of your heart until it finally hit me. That's not my name. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, you know, had you not told us about that the poem was about traffic, it, it really could have been about something else. Oh, right, right, exactly. I, I always <laughs> Which is a double entendre there. No, very funny. Well done. <laughs> Thank Let's you. Let's hear your second one. Uh, what's it? Let's hear your second one. Okay, my second one is called Cultural Deflections. <clears throat> and I'm fed up with, uh, you know, like the news coverage that we get on a daily basis. You know, it's become, you know, entertainment tonight, and, you know, we, we don't hear about anything else that really matters. But anyway, it's, it's called Cultural Deflections. A strange thing happened as I plunged my senses into the cesspool of the daily news. Paris Hilton screamed to the father of Anna Nicole's baby to ask your doctor about a little blue pill. Struggling back to the surface, I gasped for air, as any dying man might do, and I asked, what about the death toll in Iraq? My head is shoved under again, witnessing the carnage of Rosie and Donald stabbing each other with verbal barbs while Jerry gives out some more beads and smiles. When did Britney's underwear become something I needed to know about? As I am reminded to pick up my hurricane survival kit. As I give up the ghost, I think of how many wounded will be sent home missing pieces, both physically and mental. How many children will go to bed hungry tonight? How come there is no alternative fuel being developed? Why the most advanced nation on the planet has no health care plan? When will television broadcast something I need to hear and not something I need to buy? I surrendered to the great test pattern in the sky. <laughs> also, also kind of light in its seriousness. J- just to be fair, though, I, I believe it was uh, uh, the lack of underwear which which made. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. But <laughs> I, I I really you know why care about it? You know, it's like something, and then yeah. you want every news station just broadcast such garbage. It's funny, but anyway, I, well, that's I, why I really I, appreciate that's the work you're doing. I love the. Poetry Superhighway, look forward to it every week. You do a great job with that. I, I, I really do enjoy that. I, I got involved in the great book giveaway the last time. I got oh, a right. wonderful book and, and, you know, gave my book to some stranger. And that, that's just such a wonderful thing. That's like so, so I, and I, I appreciate the work you're doing. Well, I really appreciate you calling in, Russ. I wanna, I'm going to get to my next caller, but uh, okay. it sounds like you've got a lot going down, uh, going on down in Orlando, Florida. And if I'm ever in the neighborhood, I... I, yeah, you better you know, stop in and read. I, I will. Okay, I have a great will. have a great day. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye. All right, that was Russ from Orlando, Florida. We've got about 10 minutes or so left in the uh, show, and um, I think we've got the caller from the 626 area code uh, back on. Are you there? Hello? Yeah. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is Sotil Huisa Bermejo. Ah yes, all right. How you doing? Yeah, you were uh, you got disconnected on your other phone number. Yeah, I don't know what happened, so I called from a different line. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did because it gave me an excuse to not have to attempt to pronounce your name. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell tell us your name again. Uh, Sochil Lisa. 
so chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and you you were a featured poet of the week um, in October. In October, loved your work, and I'm so happy that you're you're able to call in and share a couple poems. Thank you. I'm where where you're you're calling from six two six? So I'm guessing that's that's Pasadena area. Yes. So do you live in Pasadena proper, or? Uh, no, I live in Eagle Rock. Okay, so halfway between right. Pasadena and downtown LA. Yeah. There was a great reading series there, which uh, went defunct, or maybe it didn't, but it, it changed hands at least at the uh, um, community center on Colorado Boulevard there, which I remember fondly. Oh, I have yet to check that one out. I'm trying to. I've been looking into open mics. I haven't done too many, and recently I've been trying to get out there and see what's going on. So that's not one I've stumbled upon yet. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm not even sure it, it exists anymore, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, there, there's certainly if you're in Eagle Rock, you're 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 just a, an easy striking distance from a million different readings happening uh, anywhere in LA, and including mine on Tuesday nights at the Cobalt Cafe, uh, which you should come out to sometime. Love to hear hear you uh, in person as well. Um, before I let you read, let me just uh, um, we've got you know a little bit of time left in the show, and I um, you might fill it. Um, but um, just in case, uh, I want to give out the number one more time and invite anyone listening who would like to call in and share a poem, uh, the opportunity to do so. Just call the number 646-716-7362 and uh, I'll be happy to share your poetry with the entire universe who's probably listening at this very moment. So, um, so Chio, let's, uh, let's, hear your, let's hear a poem. Okay, well, this is actually the poem that we've got picked for Poetry Superhighway, but it's been revised. I have a problem. Can't stop revising things. So this is a revised version. Um, okay, let's hear it. Called, You Want to Play a Game, He Asked. You want to play a game, he asked? 225. Like a crescent moon. Mickey D's Mac the knife without the convertible. Is it moving? 235. A flaming ball of fire. Like a comet flying through the sky. Do you see the outside beginning to glow? 245. Chocolate chip cookie dipped in milk. Like a giant smiley face. Play, click, play connect the stars and watch its wire body appear. Did you see the shooting stars streak red across the sky? 255. Cosmic burger with cheese. Alien spaceship roaming the universe. Like a flicker of a dying light bulb. I can't believe how dark it's getting. 305. An Edwood creation. Styrofoam planet hanging by a string waiting for giant scissors to fly by and cut it down. Do you think it will get completely covered? 315. Celestial host, wafer. First Holy Communion, innocent and white. Glowing orange ring of light. A halo crowning the heavens. The darkness changes everything, doesn't it? 325. Witnessing the galaxy align. Sun, earth, moon. Like watching God or something like it. How did anyone think the world was flat? Very nice. I love that poem, as you may know, because I published it on the Poetry Superhighway. Yes, um, thank you. By the way, <laughs> no problem. So, tell us about this uh, revising that you did. Now, I didn't follow along, but um, you know, I should mention sometimes you know people, uh, you know, I'll put up a poem that someone's published, and then later people will say, "Well, you know, I, I've revised it. Can you replace it with this poem?" And I, I tend to say no to those requests because. You know, I feel that, you know, I, I, I don't know if other editors, anyone who's listening is, is the same way, but, 
you know, we published what we read and, and didn't necessarily agree to subscribe to future versions of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and if, we, if, we, if we liked it at that point, then that, that's what we wanted. And I kind of, I, sort of a revisionist, I'm sort of against re- revising history, I guess, if we publish an issue, you know, that's what the issue was at that time. Um, but it, not that it's not valid to revise poems. So tell us, you know, maybe you can tell us what you revised there or the process they went through. Um. It's basically still the same, <laughs> but you would have to. It looks different. So the form is different. And then it used to just be called eclipse, lunar eclipse, and now it's. So I was kind of playing with the idea that what I was writing was that there was a conversation being going on, and that's where the poem came from. And when I revised it, I was kind of trying to make that more explicit. But I mean, um, I never. Ex- I always have this question because I just always am constantly revising. I can't stop. It's like, you know, it's just this thing. And I've, I always have that question is, well, once it gets published, you know, maybe that's the point where I can then, yes, let it go. Or is it okay to keep revising? And, you know, different people have told me different things. And basically it's, you know, it's my work. If, you know, I'll probably still revise things forever until I'm dead, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but, That's funny. In fact, I, 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 I'm sure you've already revised the poem since you just read it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess really there's no answer to that. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's up to you. If you publish something, you know, that doesn't have to be the stopping point of something that's picked up. If, if you want to change it, it's your work. You could do whatever you want. I mean, uh, pop culture. Look at the Star Wars films. You know, which, right. you know, uh, which, which, and, the, and all kinds of controversy that. It came out, and people were when the new versions of the original films came out, and people were sort of up in arms for all kinds of details. But you know, whether you liked it or not, it's 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 George Lucas's work. He could do whatever he wants. You know, this is this is his vision. It can Absolutely. change as time goes. It's like you know, it, oh, you can grow, right? Yeah, but maybe I should learn from that because I think he should have left it alone. <laughs> so maybe I can learn a little bit from my own feelings about George Lucas and the Star Wars films. Well, there you go. Um, I suppose that's a whole other hour-long show that we could uh, get into. Um, I'm just excited that there's a, a new Indiana Jones film out and that he's not directing it. There you go. <laughs> um, so do you do you want to read another poem? Yeah, I have one more. Cool, let's hear it. Okay, this is Metamorphosis. I'm digging a hole as wide as my arms and as deep as the ocean. And when I'm done, I'll jump in and disappear. I'll hibernate for three and one-third years, and by then, I'll be sure to be well into my thirties. By then, I should know what I want. By then, I can climb out and not jump back at my shadow or other shadows or monkeys that grow like monsters in my path. And I will rise from the darkness, and I will have metamorphosed into a new strain of me, a mutant X-like cyborg, female extraterrestrial with three tits. And I will rule over the world with the certainty of the flower that grows, blooms, withers, and dies because a flower doesn't ask why. I've always felt that uh, that women should have extra tits, you know, just in <laughs> case. You know, uh, you might not be approaching from the front, you know what I'm saying? And and it just, you know, to have another angle could be very helpful in certain situations. Yeah, arm can't get all the way around. Exactly. 
Um, well, it's, that's great. You know, you're, you're probably going to be the last caller that we, we had. There's only a few minutes left in the show. The, the first poet uh, read a poem that referenced nipples, so it's really only appropriate that we should end with tits. You know, we're sort of sandwiching, yeah. if, if you will. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, I'm not going to go any deeper into that, but uh, I think you... <laughs> I think everyone, unfortunately, understands where I'm going with that. Um, so do you participate in any readings here in L.A.? Um, I started to, like I said, I'm pretty new to the whole thing. I'm trying to get into it. But I've started to go to a Monday night poetry reading with Don Kingsfisher-Campbell, who I believe yeah. is a poet of the week um, in Pasadena. So I've been doing that. They're a great group of people, very warm and welcoming. So that's been great. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, Don Don Campbell has been running poetry in the San Gabriel Valley, the greater Pasadena area, for I think since poetry was invented. <laughs> um, um, he puts out anthologies and uh, you know runs workshops and teaches in schools. So he's really got a lot going on out there. So it's a it's a good local group you find yourself uh, part of. Yeah. Well, I would love yours. Tuesday Say it again? the Cobalt. Yeah, um, every Tuesday I host a reading at the Cobalt in Canoga Park. If you go to the Poetry Superhighway, there's a link on on the text menu that says Cobalt Poets, which gives all the uh, info about it. And um, uh, I'm at I'm, this particular Tuesday, I'm not going to be there, but the Valley Contemporary Poets are filling in for me, and they're presenting a poet named Karine Topal there. Um, and uh, they, they come every third Tuesday. Usually I'm, I'm there as well. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be out of town for Thanksgiving, but I'll be back the following week, and then the first Tuesday in um, December, I'm actually featuring Suzanne Lummis, who's the director of the uh, L.A. Poetry Festival, um, and a luminary of L.A. Poetry, so it's a, it'll be a great night for you to come out as well. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Cool. So I'm great to find out what's going on. <laughs> right. So great to hear your voice. Um, I wanted to mention, I, I, I know from your your Poetry Superhighway bio that you sent in, and you've got a MySpace page, so which I'm, I'm not going to spell for people, uh, but um, if you go to PoetrySuperhighway.com, click on Past Poets of the Week, you'll see, um, say your name again? Sochil Lisa. Yeah, <laughs> you. And um, you can read, read the original, original version of that poem, and then you can click on the MySpace page, and there's a great <laughs> picture of you on your MySpace, uh, The Poet's Mind, which I... Oh. I really fun to look at. Yeah. <laughs> you look really funny there. So um so thanks a lot for calling in. Thank you. Thank you for having for doing this and having me call in. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right. So um all right, that was so chill from uh Eagle Rock. Um I see this is another caller on the air, but believe it or not, for the first time in Poetry Superhighway live history, we are actually uh out of time. We only have a minute left in the show. So I um we'll have to get you next time. Um, thanks everyone for calling in this is a great show we really filled up the hour um, we will do another open reading next month uh, just uh, watch the Poetry Superhighway weekly update for details on when that uh, when that will happen um, and of course um, send in your work for Featured Poet of the Week I hope everyone has an amazing Thanksgiving um, and uh, I'm a vegetarian so I will be eating tofurkey um, which um, you know that's just what I do. Um, I also wanted to mention, actually, uh, at the same time as this show was on, on another Blog Talk Radio channel, Onward, which is at blogtalkradio.com slash onward, O-N-W-O-R-D, there was an interview by Elena R. Alexander with um, uh, California Poet Laureate 
Al Young. So you can listen to that in the archive as soon as it's over in about 30 seconds or so, and I definitely recommend that you check that out. That's blogtalkradio.com slash onward. Um, thanks again to everyone who called in, Lois, Alex, Bobby, Sochil, Russ, um, and uh, I want to apologize for not getting to you from the 954 area code, uh, but uh, we definitely will have another one of these next month, and um, we hope that you tune in. Have a great, great rest of your day, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>